we time and time again forget about us. We forget about Jackson. We forget about myself. We forget about those age groups. And it's hard because we have to go, when we go through that ourselves, we make our own assumptions and we make our own decisions. And then by the time we're adults, we're already too far gone. We've already set our, our stuff in mm-hmm. mind. So tackle the youth. Start by teaching apologetics, um, teaching worldview, teaching the things that need to be taught as early on in Christianity. Welcome to Speak the Truth, a podcast devoted to giving biblical truth for educating, equipping, and encouraging the individual in counseling and discipleship. Hello, we are back in studio. We have our special guest yet again for this episode. Last episode, we talked about just being in a bended... Being in a blended family. Yes, being in a blended family. You're already tongue-tied. We haven't even got started. I know. I'm tongue-twisted already this morning. All right. So, being in a bended... <laughs> blended. It's almost, blended. It's almost like blended. Yeah. Have you done this before? I love it. Yeah. Blended family. Yeah, my braces are getting in the way. Yeah. Just making an advertisement for Adam Sandler's movie, Blended Family. Speaking of which, um, I was told today Blended. that... Um, they didn't know that I had shaved my beard and my head and that I look like Adam Sandler. They actually said that. Wait, they, what? Not look like Adam I didn't no. think so, but like they. Adam Sandler. But they thought that. Yeah, so that's false. But, I agree, it's yeah, false. It's but false. Yeah, that's somebody else's perspective. How? So. I, well, but we do as a family vote for you to grow your beard back. Yes, that is uh, that hair. is currently in the process of happening. Yes. We need so, your hippie hair back. Uh, no hippie hair. Oh, dang it. No. Anyway, introduce um, our special. Guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are so these stinking boys around here. I'm yeah. outnumbered again. Yeah. Yep. W- uh-huh. Well, actually, this goes back to our uh, first couple podcasts and getting to know the host when we talked about um, our family and you said there was always interesting smells. Yeah. Well, they followed you in this room. That's Excuse all. Me. Everybody's yep. doing good right now. Even I though always... I made beans and cornbread last night, that probably wasn't a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was not. Those were robust beans. I have eyes oh, rolling man. everywhere, yeah. people. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, in the studio, we have Dustin and Jackson, our two sons. Uh, Dustin is 18. Jackson is 13. Last episode, again, we talked about being a blended family. And this blended. episode, we want to talk about uh, with them, as them being Gen Z, uh, what their experience is with religion, and more specifically, as Christians, what is it like growing up uh, in around culture in that. So, we wanted to... Have that conversation. So, Dustin, um, obviously you're a little older. Context has changed a little bit. So just kind of give us a, kind of a, a broad spectrum, if you will, of when you were younger coming to faith versus like now being 18 in college and all of that. I don't know. I've never faced like persecution for my faith throughout like high school and middle school and stuff like that. Um, so it's kind of an interesting experience when people are telling me that I'm being persecuted when I'm not. Um, Your school is pretty good on letting you school, wear Jesus yeah, shirts and stuff. Yeah, my school would let me wear Jesus shirts. And I, I mean, most of my friends, they knew I was Christian and they, you know, they respected it a lot. And I think a lot of the generation now is at a point where they kind of respect that. Yeah. Um, it's just my age personally. I mean, the older ages, about mid 20s, I think they kind of don't really care and they just want to do whatever they want to do. Um, and so if I say something against that, they'll, you know, they'll conflict with me. But. Um, I think my generation. Well, but you're probably limited to your perspective. And, you know, there was a class that you had, right, where you guys could actually talk about more of the biblical standpoint. And you had conversations, transgender, homosexuality and stuff like that. That's kind of where it kind of started clashing, right? 
in mm, high school or no? No, I had oh, a okay. I had a class where we were open about that stuff, and the people involved in that class were communally like, "Hey, let's you know they'll talk bring about up, the different views." Yeah, they they brought up different topics and different situations, and we would all put in our input and kind of hear feedback from each other, which was very healthy and very um, uncommon in the modern world. So I just kind of think growing in Christianity, it's, I mean, it's been an adventure. There's definitely been time. It's getting a lot harder to be a Christian just due to temptations and different things that surround me on a day-to-day basis. I mean, I'm in college now and there's things that I prefer I wouldn't see. And there's things that shouldn't be said that are shed that are in my ear. And it's just kind of hard growing in that, but it also strengthens my faith. So it's a good trial, but just as a Christian growing up for, you know, for parents, just let their kids know that they are there for them and that you're constantly checking in on your kids and just making sure that they're doing good in their own faith. And, um, yeah. So. Okay. Good. Good. Jackson, immediate thoughts. Um, uh, what was the question again? <laughs> As Gen Z, yes. what's been your experience with religion and more specifically with Christianity? That was my radio. I voice. really hate the fact that we're called Gen Z. Uh, yeah. Like, where's it going to go after this? Gen one. <laughs> No, it's um, Alpha, Gen Alpha is the next. Gen Alpha. Where do these names even come up? Where do they come up? Well, I mean, sociologist, and then you've got, you know, Pew Research. That's what I'm saying. Depending on who you read, you get different, uh, you get different, like, categories of, like, age range. Oh. So um, that's what I'm saying. One article I was reading, you're technically a millennial. I'm Gen X. That's weird to think of me as a millennial. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. yeah, by literally one year. That's weird, Dustin. Yeah, it's very weird. Why? It could just because, like, I don't, people, I guess, classify millennials as, like, kids my age when, in fact, that's not how they're, but imagine that being your job. Like, I'm going <laughs> to name a generation. Well, the the whole idea. Sounds fun. Well, and, and how one word can sum up everybody when everybody's not really Well, it's like obviously that. extremely stereotypical, yeah. but- Here's the thing, though. The reason why they do that is because it's it's about making observations with the difference in culture and, like, how things change our culture. So, mm. for example, y'all have not known, like, your mom and I know about, like, the progression of, like, no internet to dial-up internet to, hey, we got two-way calling on a landline. We didn't have a cell phone. Yeah, and, like, all y'all have known is smartphones. And yeah. when we called yeah. on a landline, I, there was a, a thing called a busy signal. I had a flip phone. I had a slide phone. That's what's up. You, oh, you had a stupid oh, phone? Oh, that's so old. Yeah. Oh, man. It's not that old, but I'm saying, like. Imagine not having a cell phone at all. Yeah, that's true. Well, Which but, I went through that for, like, a little bit. Well, really. and, and really, back to the back to the point, that that is kind of what they're getting into with, like, how generations adapt to information, knowledge, experience, and all that stuff. That's why it's important. But, you know, for business purposes that, you know, that tells a company what what they're into so that they can make those things. So, you know, mm-hmm. it comes down to profitability and stuff like that. But, but technically anyway. we're adapting too. Cause like you said, where we had dial up before, like I still get upset when Wi-Fi is slow, you know, it's like you want things. <laughs> oh, I totally get in Gen Z sure. mode when my Wi-Fi ain't working, but that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so glad that podcasts like this, we don't have to be the expert of anything. <laughs> It's we just like get we're to, just we can just casually, yeah, 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 have a conversation. But, All right, Jackson's yeah. turn. Okay, yes. Well, anyways, um, growing in being in Gen Z and growing in religion, I, I mean, I've kind of started actually growing in my own religion, which is which it's is new, yeah, it's which is right yeah, now. which is really new. I'm, I mean, I haven't really done anything in the past years but i feel like like 29 20, 2019 is kind of like that year where i'm to me i think i'm starting to grow in my faith and just and i'm hoping it 
comes out really well. Um, Do you have any challenges with kids at your school that aren't believers in a way that you feel? No, no, not really. I actually have one friend. Um, his name's Austin. He, he's 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 really um he's really a cool guy. Um, he he's probably one of the most faithful believers I've seen ever. And he like and if I'm like kind of like hey Emma, so what's this verse mean or like kind of like those kind of questions and he kind of just helps me through or if I'm like well like I have five or if I have questions about my faith or like what does God say about this he kind of he always has an answer for me and all that stuff which is just really cool to me and just how friends can just help you out and all that stuff mm -hmm. you know it's interesting just really quick um jackson lives in a town of like less than three thousand people mm -hmm. well that's probably right around there i think yeah no twenty thousand nine hundred twenty thousand no like no it's like it was like two thousand nine hundred seventy six i all think right. it was like it wow two thousand twenty thousand a little different well here's the thing so just to put that in perspective and that's why this is relevant is dustin's graduating class had 800 people in it right Yep, which is like a third it of was, it was more than I think it was like eight hundred and like that's like a third of his <laughs> town. <laughs> exactly. and, and, and Dustin has that's one of how many high schools in Keller? Like five or something? Uh, four. Four. Uh, Timber Creek, Fossil, Central High, Central. Yeah, it's like Keller. Four. There, yeah, it's like four. Yeah, that are in like a ten mile radius. Yeah, not, not the ones that are like even out. Side that radius. And the reason why that's important is because obviously Keller is a little more diverse as a result of its population, right? So versus growing in a smaller town where mm -hmm. you just automatically assume like, oh, small towns, everybody's Christian. It's kind of the whole country thing. Nope. Is that is that the case, Jackson? Nope, that is definitely not the case. Well, no. you know, here's what I want to talk about is, is thinking of the individual in the local church out there listening to the podcast and even counselors, you know, as I've had obviously uh, lots of, of girls in the, in the ages of, of my boys coming and receiving counseling. One of the things that I would love to encourage, and the boys can kind of speak to this, of, you know, if the local church isn't talking about sex and drugs and music and cuss words and uh, homosexuality, like same, you know, all these types of things that are, it's hard topics. I understand that they but aren't easy just to like, have. It just kind of like helps like growing through like our yeah. generation because this is like where all that stuff is actually coming out and mm -hmm. just... No, I mean some of it is not making our world good, but it's it just it's just really good to know that like what that stuff is and it's like what it can harm you or like what could that stuff do or to Do you remember yourself. at church, Jackson, like how they were calling sex sex, like they said it out loud from camp. And one of the things I respected about that is like they weren't shying away from words that we know the kids are saying in the hallway, you know. And yeah. I don't remember if it yep. was you, Dustin, or someone was saying like they were they were selling condoms in the locker at age twelve in a way that um it's like these things are happening in the school. So the church yeah, and I, yeah. the parents need to wake little, up and realize mm -hmm. that us not talking about the church isn't stopping it at the school, right? Or or in conversations with our kids. So what can the church do to help you, say Dustin, um, be able to handle these things happening around you from a biblical perspective? They just need to educate us. I mean, in all, all actuality, most churches just kind of ignore it. Um, they throw it under the table and they want just to have their Sunday and they don't really want to focus on the rest of the week. Um, I know our church isn't like that, but I know that the most churches are like, okay, let's praise God on Sunday and let's not focus on what's happening throughout the next week. Um, next Sunday is what our main focus is. And so it's kind of hard when you hear a sermon that you've already heard and you're not 
hearing about these different topics. I mean, going through high school, it was difficult for me basically because I mean, I had to deal with like people talking about sex, people talking about homosexuality, people supporting transgenderism, um, just different variations of what's happening in our world. And me as a Christian having to face all of that by myself and not have any guidance from the church is a very difficult thing. Um, obviously, I had guidance from y'all, but beyond that, I mean, you had to make your own decisions. You had to look back to the Word and ask God questions about um, just various different topics. I mean, I know that especially it was hard because I've had gay friends and I've had friends that, you know, they come to me and they're like, hey, what does God say about, you know, homosexuality? And I'm like, you know, I don't know. And so I have to do this research and I have to kind of look into that and approach them with that and love and be like, listen, what you're doing is sin, but God loves you and God will be forgiving. All you have to do is, you know, repent and turn away from it. And so it's but hard. really if the church could really just do certain things to if, really help educate how to communicate that, right? Like yeah, the be church, proactive. The church needs to start with the youth. We time and time again forget about us. We forget about Jackson. We forget about myself. We forget about those age groups. And it's hard because we have to go, when we go through that ourselves, we make our own assumptions and we make our own decisions. And then by the time we're adults, we're already too far gone. We've already set our, our stuff in mind. Mm -hmm. So tackle the youth, start by teaching apologetics, um, teaching worldview, teaching the things that need to be taught as early on in Christianity as possible. Yeah, no, because it's because like now the stuff is starting to get in my school and it's like and one time I What grade are you in again? Seventh. Okay. Just make sure that everybody knows that. Um I actually one time whenever I was walking through the band hall, I actually found a condom. Mm -hmm. In a And you're like, Why would why would Yeah, and I and I just looked at it and I just walked away. Mm -hmm. And it's like and it's and it's like all that stuff is just kinda like growing and like more in time. And it's like and it's like what Dustin said that's where the church needs to start because like what he said is that because like they only talk about like oh in this story but they don't talk about like what's actually happening in our world and what god says about it mm -hmm. like i've like i just wonder like you know is saying don't do drugs don't do you know don't have sex right like well, we why? Get that, but why yeah like what are we actually learning from the scripture so when you when the kid actually says no they understand that Why they're not they're just saying, saying no. it because the parent told them not to do it, but they're making that decision themselves on honoring God mm -hmm. first type of thing. But if we're not teaching it in the church, they don't know that by well, saying no to, or how into how God actually designed it. Yeah. And I think to that point, just really quickly, because I, I think that's worth mentioning um, where unfortunately that's an unfavorable transcendent. What I mean by that is me growing up, that's what I struggled with Christianity in the churches like they kept telling me what I would like, like stop, stop doing, doing that. Don't mm -hmm. do that. Don't do that. Like I know not to do it cause I feel guilty already, but like, why let's have a conversation about mm -hmm. that. And that was even within my family, my grandparents, had, I mean, they were amazing, but they always talked about the oughts, the do's and don'ts of Christianity, but it wasn't, there wasn't really a real good explanation as to why when I already knew like it wasn't right anyway. And so to hear you guys kind of, uh, resound that same kind of thought is is helpful or and, even when well, they're seeing and hearing things that they know that they shouldn't there's guilt and shame that can come from it if the if if you guys don't learn how to process that understand what conviction is repent and then obviously walk and what christ paid for right it's it's like that guilt and shame turns into depression before you know it 
you know, they're having suicidal thoughts. And so I think that's why the open group, I think, Dustin, that you talked about in the other episode is so important because you're able to really talk through where our struggles are. What am I struggling through? Having people come alongside you, pray for you and allow that conviction to turn in repentance for obviously seeking the Lord's forgiveness and then walking in the fullness of that versus the more we hide it, keep it in the darkness, um, we're not allowing the light to expose it, right? And then that's where it, it keeps it, growing and yeah. growing and growing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I just I f- I feel as if the church just nowadays they don't really understand how much we're exposed to. Mm-hmm. I feel like even y'all as parents don't understand that. And what age would you think? Like when I mean we're exposed, we're exposed, and like you probably ten or probably before Jackson, so yeah. probably around, oh yeah, probably, probably elementary eight, school, fourth yeah. or fifth grade, yeah, absolutely. And that stuff, yeah, it's talked about, but it's not talked about. Mm-hmm. Here, it's like this is how it works. There you go. So, unfortunately, what happens is kids either get curious, they don't know how to deal with temptation, and they fall, and then they feel guilty, and then there's no, there's no clarification, there's no like what do I help? Do there's, yeah, mm-hmm. there's no help, there's no guidance, there's no wisdom in that. There's just so there's always the there's only the how it works, but not the why it works. Exactly, mm-hmm. or yeah. or you know they don't. I mean, in schools, I think majority of kids find their knowledge in school because that's where they spend most yep. of their time. And I feel like a lot of the church and a lot of um, parental figures just kind of trust the school system to do that. And you Mm-mm. do not need to do that. Do Mm-mm. not no. trust the school system. They'll just impregnate your your head with just, just just terrible, terrible thoughts about Christianity, um, just about how to live your life. Um, and they may set up, a, quote, good morals, but in actuality, those morals are just based off what the personal like teachers like believe. self-serving. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. even it's even funny because it's as little as you think that teachers would expose their true beliefs. It's becoming more and more common for a teacher to just be like, hey, this is how I feel about the topic and then start putting in those opinions into kids early on. And what's so interesting is the Christian teachers don't speak out as loudly, mm-hmm. but those who aren't Christian are more bold in saying what I don't believe. Well, about. Isn't that ab- interesting? Absolutely. To you? And the yeah. reason for that is because there's more non-Christian teachers than there are Christian teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when the Christian teachers try to speak out and try to do this, well, they want to keep their job they, at the end of the they day. Basically, yeah. They basically they want to keep their job, and, which is understandable. And secondly, they go, they go. There's the school district will be like, okay, church and state. Don't talk about Christianity. That's religion. We don't talk about that in school. But yet I can impregnate y'all with atheism and just act like it's not religion and say that it isn't, which it in actuality it basically is. It's a set of beliefs that you follow through your life, mm-hmm. aka religion. And I can talk it sounds all, very apologetic, doesn't talk, it? Yeah. I can talk all about that every single day, but you as soon as you mention the name Jesus, it's shut down. Well, mm-hmm. and I just want to make sure we have our podcast is listened to, you know, obviously across the states and internationally and and we're here in our little Texas bubble. So this what? is definitely not Yeah, yeah you know, this is yeah, Dustin loves Texas. It's and home, so baby. um it's home. this is not saying this is how it is for everybody. It's not every school. Obviously, you know, there's tons of we have tons of friends who are Christian school teachers and and obviously do a, a good job and um our thing though is what I want to say is that the school can't do it all. And I think that there's obviously churches out there too who are really strong and doing well out there in the youth groups, even the things that we're talking about. And so keep going, go stronger. Hope this will motivate you, but maybe even to see other churches around you on how you can you encourage and speak into those pastors there to be able to help rise them up to to do better. But then, it, and then also realizing that some of the churches I've had actually church ministers say to me, 
well, we can't do everything. Like the parents need to do this too. And a hundred percent, our parents is that's where it happens. But not all kids have parents who are believers, right? And Jackson's yeah. one, you know. And so we, as a church, we do have an opportunity sometimes with children that don't have the parents at home. I was picked up, you know, on the church van picked me up, you know, and took me to church uh, when I was a youth. And so, Likewise. right. And so it's, so we just want to encourage the churches to realize that absolutely we should do more counseling and, and parental workshops and things like that to rise the parents that we do have, but realize that there's going to be kids coming to you because their friend invited them and their parents aren't yet at the church and you can make a lasting impact on, on, uh, on that family unit. Right. Yeah. Uh, so just in closing here, um, again, just like the last episode, assuming that uh, our listeners are having uh, their kids listen in as well, how would you guys encourage those kids, those kids being Gen Z, Alpha Gen, or whatever other generations are coming up after that, but yeah. Yeah. speaking into those generations, how would y'all encourage the kids who are probably asking the same questions or wrestling with the same thing mm-hmm. y'all are? Focus on God, like 100%. What does that mean, though? What does that look like? Get in the Word find those people that you can fellowship with and talk to each other. Open up. Do not hold stuff in. Just be yourself. Show your brokenness. Open the word. Get into it. Confess your sins to God and just focus on him. He he'll make your path straight. He he has always made my path straight even when I didn't focus on him. And the more I do, the clearer my path is. So, if you have any doubts, any struggles, any things, confess them to one, two close of your friends or someone who, you know, good Christian believers who can help guide you and disciple you through that and confess your sins to God. That's good. Jackson? Well, no, like basically what he was saying is just like, just like, just trust those people that you can be with and just like, just let them hear or let them tell you about this stuff and just like learn about the words, see what God says about what the stuff that you're doing or the stuff that your friend is doing and just like open up and just be there for them or isn't it interesting how like when you open up it gets the whole group to open yep. up yeah so sometimes you need to be the the one person to actually like say something michael what are you doing <laughs> you're you're trailing away from the mic i was i was gonna try oh, to well. take the mic to you oh yeah. well oh well no no Sunday service. We are not the melodious family. Gosh. Hey, yep. uh, that's uh, funny. We need to probably get a TV in our house and be a reality show series. That would yeah, but uh, in, in closing, would <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in closing, I just, uh, I, I want to say uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to our listeners. Yes. Wherever you are in the world, I pray that you have a good time and you enjoy this uh, this season with your family. And from Speak the Truth, Boys, have a great thank New Year. Thank you for being on. Welcome. Yes. Love See you guys.